You're listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2212 South Broad Street. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday evenings at 5 and 7 p.m. As you've been hearing, tonight's the last night of Christmas. You know, it's Epiphany. And uh, as I was growing up, I've heard about the wise men. In in my life, these guys were the wise men to me. And then uh, as I got older, I figured out it wasn't them. But they still play a huge part in my life. I'm still a goofball, obviously. And it makes life fun. And I'm glad that we did play that song um, about taking the long way around the sea tonight. Um, that song, for me, it gives me the hope of following Jesus because the journey, it's long. And uh, tonight I'm hoping that we can experience this together, moving in that. Um, and I'm also hoping that we can uh, move with our seed of faith that we each have. To know Jesus is already working in us and for us, um, even though we might not know it at times. Just don't be afraid to move with your whole life and change our usual, usual patterns and that stuff. Um, to go a different way home is always uh, hard and challenging, but for me it's been the most fruitful, and I'll share that experience in that. And to uh, persevere in that and not to give up. Um, it's a long journey, but it's pretty miraculous. So uh, before we get in, can somebody read this for us if they can see it? It's kind of tiny. So, um, when I was reading about this and learning, uh, I found out that um, historically that the Magi from the East were, you know, wise men who have given counsel to kings, uh, and they were often associated with the religion um, 
Zoroastrianism, and they studied uh, astrology. And they came from, so they came from like different religious backgrounds, right? Uh, and they were seekers of the truth. They were trained to be diligent observers, and they had a keen eye for detail. Uh, they kept records of the things that they had seen. These dudes were really smart. Like most people of their time, uh, they didn't question the existence of a god, but they had to believe in something, right? They were following a star because of what a prophet had said and wanted to worship him. They got to be acting out on faith. That's what I see. And Jesus is already like at work in them, and they didn't even know it, which I think is pretty cool because that, that happens a lot. Um, so these, these smart, diligent seekers of truth are already being led by Jesus. And uh, I think that's how faith works. Um, I can remember certain points in my life now and before where I had no idea what was going on. And like now when I look back, I was like, oh, yeah, that was Jesus. Like Jesus was doing that for me, and I had no idea. And I never knew the truth in that. I think I was always seeking I had no idea. I had an idea of Jesus, kind of like, I went to Catholic school, so, you know, you, you hear about the guy, you know, but you don't know about the guy, you know. Um, so I had an idea, and uh, it wasn't until later in my life where I established a personal relationship. That's where, that's where it really took off for me. And, um... The, the point in my story where really, like, I got introduced to Jesus was, um, some of you may know I'm in recovery. You might have heard this story before. So uh, I was in a detox. It was, like, my fourth one. Uh, my family didn't really want anything to do with me at this point. And uh, I remember I was in this basement, and uh, I was rooming with three other guys. We were sleeping on cots, like, this big. And uh, I just got out of the shower, and I was, like, hoping no one was in the room so I could go out, right? And I was really feeling desperate for something. Like, I didn't know what. Um, and I remember I got out. No one was in the room. And um, I got on my knees, and I started praying. And, and I had no idea who I was praying to. I didn't know what I was doing. I just didn't want to feel the way I was feeling. And I just prayed. I just said, I don't want to feel this way. I, I need help, whoever, right? And uh, from that day on, I've been sober, you know? And at that time, I was st I had no idea what was going on and what was happening in my life, but that was Jesus working in my life with me not even knowing. So throughout this journey, I started, like, looking at those little things in my life, started noticing uh, the little miracles, the first one was obviously not picking up a drink or a drug. That was like a miracle for me. I couldn't believe it because I was just so prone in any situation in my life to run right to that. Uh, and the real miracles were like in that time, I started establishing with re uh, relationships with my family again. Um, biggest one was with myself. I started like actually liking myself, which was ra rare. Um, and the evidence of these miracles made me more willing to seek out this uh, this truth of like 
there's got to be something. I don't know what it is yet, but there's got to be something out there. Um, and it makes me, uh, I, I've read this book, Road Less Traveled. And when I was thinking of this, I was thinking of this quote here. Um, it says, in thinking about miracles, I believe that our frame of reference has been too dramatic. We have been looking for the burning bush, the parting of the sea, the bellowing voices from heaven. Instead, we should be looking at the ordinary day-to-day events in our lives for evidence of the uh, miraculous, maintaining the same, maintaining at the same time a scientific orientation. And I always was like seeking that. Like I needed to see, I needed to see it to believe it. I needed facts. Um, kind of sounds like how the wise men are a little bit too. So I think the miracle for for the wise men was that they were willing and determined to keep on this this journey of seeking this the king of the Jews, right? And they were acting out in this blind faith and not knowing truly who Jesus was. When they stopped to see Herod, uh, maybe they thought that like his son was the one born king of the Jews, possibly. I'm not sure. Um, but when they got there and they saw that it wasn't, you know, this baby's not here, this king is not here. Um, they kept seeking, you know. Um, and in the story, it says, you know, Herod goes to the, uh, wrong slide. Herod goes, I thought it was a blank. Herod, you know, they talk about the uh, the prophecy, and um, he gets all the leaders and the, and, and the people who have the knowledge on this uh, uh, prophet. There you go. Yeah. That's the three stooges coming in, sorry. Um, so... You know, they hear about the prophecy, and uh, they see Herod heard it too, right? And he was, like, getting the facts on it, and then he sent them out. He sent them out to go find out where this child was. And at that time, it kind of seems like when I was thinking and reading, like, the wise men just were like, okay, sure, you know, we got to go do this thing, right? They stayed on their mission. We got to go find, find this king. And this reminded me uh, of an experience that I had. Two of them. It reminded me of a time uh, when I was in cell with with Ben and a few other people. As a church, we come together. We make this like mapping process. I'm not sure if people know about it. So we make goals in our map. We come together as a church. We pray about it. We talk about it. Um, and we we listen to the Spirit and where it's leading us. So one of the goals that that year was to start a cell from scratch. From the ground up. Now here goes. So cells, right, are usually, they multiply. Um, usually when a cell reaches about 10 to 12 people, they multiply and start a new cell. This one was like finding a couple other people to want to go start this new thing off from the ground up. <clears throat> and and uh, I wasn't really direct because I felt God calling me in this way, like in the communication with my people and myself. And and it caused, like, you know, for me, it caused, like, this people-pleasing thing that I like to do. You know, it's like, ah, I don't want to lose these people, you know, but I'm feeling God, like, calling me to do this thing, you know, and it's really hard. After a few conversations, I just kind of just did it, you know. Um, 
some people felt like maybe there wasn't enough dialogue, right? Um, and that and that stinks. It's hard, but it's really felt that calling for me. I just like the wise men. I was like, I gotta, I gotta stick to this mission. Like, I gotta stay on this journey. And then another another story. This is my father. You can barely see him because he's walking. We'll get into that. This is another like early on sobriety thing. Like my life was so new in sobriety, and uh, my dad let me. He was over his house. He let me borrow his car. I just had like about ninety days. Got his trust back a little bit, and I went to a meeting, and I was a half hour late, right, to get back. He had a we had to drop this car off at the mechanic. It's a whole long story. It's a longer story than than this one. But um, I got there, and on the way there, I was feeling this guilt, this anxiety of like, oh, he's gonna think I got high, like you know, because that was my usually when I borrowed the car, I'd be gone for a while, you know, like, and uh, so it was a half hour late. I pulled up, you know, and. Uh, get out and he's like he was heated it was like the angriest i ever saw my dad sober at least you know what i mean and um you know he was like super angry and he just wanted to go and uh, i was supposed to follow him in another car he was like i don't even want you following me like you're high and like that really crushed me because i wasn't but that lie that like those old guilty, shameful feelings, like, started the wheels in my head, right? And, uh, but at the same time, I was like, wait, I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, that's the truth, you know? The truth settled in, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not high. So, like, this is kind of goofy. Why are we fighting, you know? And uh, he got in the car, and, like, I got in the car with him. And I was like, I'm not going to let you walk alone. Meanwhile, this place is, like, miles away from my house but this is the boulevard so we were like way far out you know and um it was it was like we didn't talk the car right there we got there and he looked at me and we just like started laughing you know my dad's been my best friend for 29 years you know what i mean so like we're we're tight and um he was just like i think the truth settled in for him too where he's like wait like this is different my my son is actually telling the truth and he's sober you know so you know then if then this journey begins we were like walking down the boulevard halfway through my if, if you know my father he's very funny in character kind of like me or i'm kind of like him and uh we didn't even get halfway home before he was on the phone trying to get a ride like like i can't do it somebody picked me up and we ended up s sitting on the sidewalk waiting for a ride but but like the wise men did like i went a new route right like my old route was to sit in my guilt my shame and like my dad saying that i'm high and me being like you know what i'm not but i'm gonna go do it now because that's my past that was my old way you know home you know and uh and this way was totally new and it was like weird it was good you know, it was weird to me. It was foreign. Um, still, sometimes good things are foreign to me, you know, uh, and I think that's okay. So, you know, instead of running with that guilt, I did this thing, and I think that's what triggered both of us to be like, oh, wait, 
like this is this is true like this is actually happening this is pretty cool you know the uh the journey for the wise men it started out on like following the facts right they saw a star and they started to follow it they heard the prophecy and they started following that but what they weren't expecting to have is this like profound personal encounter with Jesus in verse 11 it says on coming to the house they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshiped him it was like once they found Jesus they realized that this was all real it was like oh wait like this is God this is it and then you know they had the dream about uh they had the dream about Herod and his intentions of really like what he wanted to do. And they went a different route. And before I found Jesus, I was I was really seeking, I was really seeking for that truth. Uh things started happening in my life, right? I had the, those little seeds of faith. Uh and like these wise men, I was like searching for that truth. I was reading a bunch of different things. I was like reading Buddhist books and all that stuff, you know, I was getting I was really seeking, like I I knew there was an existence of something greater than myself, and I just couldn't find it. I didn't. I, I even went back to ch- Catholic Church, and you know, I was doing Bible studies at Calvary Chapel up in the Northeast, and I just wasn't like feeling it. You know, I was like, "What is this? I don't know." And uh, during the course of that time, I had a I had a dream with one of my friends, Mike. Mike Duffy and um I was in this I was in this house and I was with a bunch of people I had no idea a lot of their faces were like blurry and the only face I could remember was my buddy Mike's and he was sitting at the bottom of the steps and he's like laughing really hard in the dream and I just woke up and I went about my weeks of being like I don't know what that dream was about so fast forward like a month maybe at the longest, Mike had invited me to a cell. And as I'm going to the cell, um, like we were walking up to the front door and I had this like feeling of like, I've been here before. This is like, it was, it was freaking me out because it was just so overwhelming. So I get to the door and I walk in and I just had, I just had this feeling of like, this is too familiar. I've never been here. Never been to your house before in my life in Germantown, and I'm here, and I'm like, I feel like I've been here before. And as the night like goes on, there's this moment during the cell where we're all talking and laughing, and like the it was like the same line I was thinking of. And I look, and Mike was sitting at the bottom of these steps, and I it was like, and he was laughing. If anyone knows Mike Duffy, he's like. Six six, big dude, red face when he laughs. You know what I mean? And uh, like, you can't forget that, you know. And th- and that happened, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I this is real, you know? Like this is this is where it's at, you know? I I felt like I can't go back, you know what I mean? Like, I I can't go back to this like old way because I I think I just found Jesus. I found Jesus. Like this is where it's at, you know? I've seen Jesus working through people. I seen it in just the way that I, I can't even like it's just an experience, you know, like I can't even explain it. Um so it, it 
seeing Jesus incarnationally through people is like beautiful. I love it. And and that like was the invitation the invitation of like taking this long surprising journey, right? Like I'm still in it. I'm gonna be in it for the rest of my life. It's hard. You know what I mean? But I love it. I don't wanna go back the old way at all. I feel like I don't even have a choice. <laughs> you know, like Jesus is always just like, No, you gotta go this way. And it's like, Okay, I'm in, you know. That's what I signed up for. I'm in for that. So in closing, my hope is is to leave everyone with some hope and encouragement to carry carry this out into their life. The journey is long and it's surprising and, and we have to stay in that. I was just on retreat uh, on at a conference and, and I was really going through it. I, the end of the year has been really rough for me personally. I've just been like feeling it. And when I got up there, I was feeling like unequipped, tired, overwhelmed, and stressed out. And when I was praying, this Friday night I was praying and I, I and I was just asking God like is this what you want me to do like what what do you want what do you, what do you want me to do man you know cuz I'm feeling like real lost and I don't know what to do I feel like giving up it's that's the challenges right like I really felt that way in my leading you know um you know with work sometimes I can feel that way there's there's multiple different areas of life where we could feel that way so after I was done praying, I went out to like just fellowship, talk to some people, meet people. I met this this dude Ryan, and uh, he's a pastor out in California. And um, I didn't tell him how I was feeling about that. Like we were talking about uh, the opiate epidemic in Philly, the Eagles, of course, cheesesteaks, of course, too. Like they were just asking me all this stuff, like Philly stuff. I was like, yeah. Uh, and, um, like, I didn't tell him how I felt because I just didn't want to. I didn't want it to sit. And then the next day came, and it was the last day. We were just worship. This team was leading worship, and uh, they they were like, go around the room and, and find someone to pray for. I was just sitting there, and uh, Ryan, Ryan came up to me, and he, he was like, hey, can I pray for you? And he just prayed. He said, Jesus, you know, revealed to Jimmy that, like, he needs it. He kept saying I had Philly. I was Philly tough. And, and like, he was, like, to have that Philly tough love, you know, in his faith, but to apply it in the journey, you know, and, like, that through that he will find, like, the capacity. And, like, it was just well, everything I needed to hear the night before, you know what I mean? And it's like another, like, Jesus thing where it's like, oh, you're still telling me to do this thing, right? And I want to give up. But, like, that's what Jesus does. He shakes things up for me, you know? Um, and it was really, I didn't know the guy at all. From the West Coast, didn't talk about it other than Philly, you know? And, and it's hard, you know, because I always want to go back to that old way. Because, like, it's easier for me to do that. It's easier to be feeling the shame, the guilt, all that stuff. But Jesus just doesn't let that happen. Um, I've had to change my entire life. So my prayer for us all is to continue to seek Jesus and to, and to per persevere in those times of feeling unequipped, unqualified, 
or, or just when we want to give up. Don't give up. You know, have the, the Philly tough, as my friend Ryan had said. You know, worship Jesus. And not just in those hard times. Um, we should be worshiping Jesus on a daily basis. You know, in the good. For me, that's like the hardest time, right? When I'm doing good. Because um, like, I'm doing good, but when I'm suffering, it's just easier to cry out. And some ways to do that, right, are praying, writing, music, or just build relationships with people. Um, let people in. Let Jesus in. Because God is no longer distant or silent. Jesus is right here, right now, with us and in us. Continue the walk of this journey with Jesus and each other. I, I also, just like as a little prayer to go out to the week, I was thinking of the, the one line. It's in John. I don't, I don't know exactly what. But just this prayer of just saying, like, Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Take that with you this week in, in, in your journey. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.